You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, well, happy Monday. And uh, should we say congratulations to uh, anybody that got whoever they wanted voted in? <laughs> voted in? Because I didn't. <laughs> or if you're still waiting. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, elections happen. We're not going to get too political. I just wanted yeah. to kind of bring it up and say, you know, hooray to democracy. It seems to have almost paid off in some yeah, form or fashion. Yeah, on a little bit longer there. You yeah. know, definitely, uh, definitely did not turn out the way statistically we were all thinking it would. But, yeah. uh, you know, and then those of us who are still waiting on the last few, you know, calm down. Yeah, yeah. Calm. All the states are still actually counting. Uh, to to my knowledge, <laughs> I heard this this morning that the House is locked in, or no, not the House, the Did Senate. They finally get the, the Senate. Oh, they get the. Vision. So so the the Democrats are are holding power in the Senate. Oh, well, <clears throat> so, then I did not go poking around this morning for, for any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I this is new information to me. So, so okay. And I, I'm hoping I, I heard, like, I was not misinformed, uh, but it seemed to be pretty across the board from what I was seeing. They were just like, you know. Okay. What I'm looking at right now says 48-48. Okay. So, so maybe so, not. Maybe not. I guess technically because, you know, Kamala would be the... Uh, Sure, sure. if you will. But, I mean, we still got... Looks like we're still waiting. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, Anyway, there you go. Oh, no, wait. You're right. It's still just Georgia because of their runoff on. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, and we'll see how that goes. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. We all know that... Yeah, I mean, uh, that's... I mean, this is the first time I've seen things come down to, like, hundreds. mm -hmm. So this is another reason why I'll say, even if you don't want to vote for big dogs, go down ballot vote. Look at that. Mm -hmm. Couple of hundred. Yeah. Like you see it just flipping back and forth. So, so yeah, that one or two makes a huge difference when you're looking at it locally like that. So, and I know this, this might be a a little controversial because he's a controversial figure. Now, all of a sudden is uh, Dave Chappelle was on Saturday night live and made a, made a pretty, I haven't watched it yet, but I haven't, I watched the, uh, the monologue because I figured that would be, Probably the, the only thing where really, yeah, where the the controversy will arise. Yeah, and he had kind of touched, uh, like he did uh, a few bits about you know politics, and he, he kind of roasted Trump pretty good. Which I mean, that's isn't that's, that what they bring him on for anymore? On I SNL? think so because yeah. it wasn't it like right when he was elected, and then mm-hmm. the next maybe the next one too. Then yeah, yeah, it right? was it yeah, was okay. pretty much I was like it was the next four years. Then all right, mm-hmm. and then on the, yeah, 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 but uh. <laughs> used to be our great unifier i don't know about now but, no um, no yeah. i mean i think a lot of people were expecting i was so i'm sure the rest of the crowd was waiting for that you know him to address the 
elephant in the room. Well, everything. Of yeah. <laughs> the transphobia and all the controversy mm-hmm. before he even hosted and he didn't he didn't touch well, on heck, it. He's even been attacked on stage since then, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Nothing nothing was said about oh, it. Yeah. So okay. fair enough. And and yeah. I'm not saying I'm it, sure he I'll needs watch to. It later on. I haven't watched a lot of SNL this season. No. Um, I, since I, it's taken off of Hulu and they're forcing me to watch commercials of like Eh, no. wasn't good enough for me to sit through commercials, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of the YouTube stuff. I mean, you just get... True. Do I want to watch this? Does that seem funny? Just sure. watch the skit, you know? Because yeah. I'm really only in it for the weekend update anymore. Mm-hmm. I still really like Colin Jost and Michael Che together. Yeah. Um, And that's pretty much the only thing that I thoroughly enjoy week to week, and the rest is all hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Well, he made he made a dig at uh, Herschel Walker, <laughs> and it was it was pretty good because he was like, you know, he said this is a guy who looks like he has to think about his next move in tic tac toe, and I was like, wow, that's that's a roast. So, I, I mean, I'm look, I don't I don't understand how that one's as close as it is, but I don't you know either. What? I don't live there. Just unfortunately, we all have to live with the consequences in some way. But um, yeah, that that's got me. They're very split there. Yeah. Like I mean, if you look, the last two times they've had to do a runoff, so it's like I think George is very divided right now. Well, I think the biggest problem, and I think it's clear in Georgia, the problem that we're seeing across the board in this mm-hmm. country is that people aren't voting for people; they're voting for colors or letters. They're not thinking about the candidates. They're not thinking about the people that would be best suited. Yeah, it's just us versus them kind yeah, of situation. They're, they're, yeah, they don't care anymore. And look, I think we've said it numerous times before. If there was a Republican candidate who had views that aligned with my own versus mm-hmm. the Democratic candidate, I would choose the one whose views better suit mine. Sure. And I know that sounds very, you know, ridiculous right now. These days, yeah. But it's true. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed mm-hmm. to vote for the person whose views align with your own. Now, they may be doing that, but I don't feel that's the case. They're not looking yeah. at Herschel Walker saying, oh, man, this guy's got my best interest at heart. They're just saying, well, he's Republican and I'm Republican, so I got to vote that way. Yeah. And it's that's not the way this is supposed to work. So I'm yeah. I'm just really disappointed uh, yeah. it, in this it country. It feels that way. I don't want to say, <clears throat> you know, exactly what everyone's doing when they go in, but it definitely feels Yeah, it really that does. way cuz some of them you look at and you're like, "Really? Like I understand scorched earth theory, but really? Like you're mm-hmm. taking yourself out too, you know?" Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, the experiment, we'll see how much longer it holds up, I guess. I don't <clears throat> know, but uh yeah, so GG on that. I didn't uh, happen to notice this morning that um, looked like those two races had finally been called. Yeah, so yeah. there we go. So and, uh, eked it out, looks yeah. like. <laughs> Just barely eked it out. So yeah, it looks like Georgia. Georgia, we're looking at you again. Mm-hmm. As, as usual. Yeah, well, or at least the last <clears throat> two anyway. I don't remember right. them always being this linchpin. But <laughs> no, it, it really does seem like We it, never they've... used to have a, 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 an opportunity there. Sure. Yeah. Now, while I'm on the subject of comedians, or kind of <laughs> since I brought one up, I'm going to transition to another one who I've, I'm not saying I've never been a big fan of his uh, before, but I feel like my, my fandom for this particular comedian has grown over the last couple of years. Like, I've, 
I've really started to look at his stuff and and I really everything he says I'm just like yes I am on 100% on board with you and that's Bill Burr and oh I'm glad you love him yeah he's he everything he says I'm like god and he he did it again he was on uh, Conan's podcast this past weekend. They did a live. Oh yeah, I got to listen to that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Conan did a live. Yeah, they did a live recording, and I when I listened to it, I was already like on board. And then I found clips online, so if you wanted to just see snippets, you could do that. But mm-hmm. there was this one bit that he was talking about, and I felt so justified about something, and I was like, "Oh God, finally somebody else is thinking it and has said it aloud." And it doesn't make what I thought right, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it made like me somebody else had it. But it made me feel better about it. Now I'm not going to say exactly because I know I've mentioned it here before. I had this thought, okay, uh-huh. and it was a terrible thought, and I and I laughed. I laughed audibly, like it just came into my head, and I was like, like spit, yeah, a spit yeah, yeah. take laugh where I was laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. But in the back of my head, it's saying, oh, my God, that's so terrible. Why am I thinking that? Why am I laughing at this terrible thing that I just thought? And I know Sometimes I've mentioned it here. jokes are funny. Yeah. I mean, they just are. And some people, some people, and you know who you are, have yeah. asked, hey, you can tell me. And I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Because I just, I feel terrible about myself right. for, for thinking yeah. it. I don't want to put this out there that it actually came up in my head. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it there and it's, that's where it's going to die. But he was talking about having these moments where he sees things that are really terrible and he yeah. laughs about them. And he's like, you know, I, said, I don't wish anything bad on anybody. He said, but just think about things that are just so terrible that they just push through to the other side and they become funny. And he said, now laugh at these things. And I know they're wrong. And I don't, I'm not wishing this on anyone. He said, but I can't help it. It's like, I'm just yeah. trying to take the bad and find some, some light in it. Mm-hmm. Like he was, I think one of the stories he mentioned was he was watching the news and they were talking about some woman who had the shit beat out of her and it was terrible. But he yeah. said, my first thought was, I wonder what the last thing she said was. Yeah. Well, he's made those jokes for yeah. And they, were just, they yeah. were just like, oh my God. And he's like, and look, he said, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not advocating for it. He said, I'm not right. condoning the actions. He said, but it was just in the moment. He's like, I'm, I watch the news all the time and it's so terrible. And he's like, that was just something the that came, thing that came into my head. To yeah. my head. And I'm laughing. Probably not the best first reaction. No, 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 right. no. But, but it was just like, thank you. Now, I've never done that. But again, I get where that's coming from. You know, see, I don't know. Maybe I just have a sick sense of humor. I think almost anything can be funny as long it was as it was well thought out, timed, and if you're like really playing wordplay on cliches or stereotypes or yeah. something, I can find they're super funny. Yeah, there was. If it's just to be gross and make fun of someone, then it's like, well, that's just that didn't take any thought or actual humor sure. to put together. But mm-hmm. yeah. oh, see, he even mentioned another bit, and I think it was kind of a lead in to that story. Was it the one about him shoving muffins in the woman's face? that's a funny bit too that was all just in his head also another joke of just something that he thought of because some woman wanted soup at a restaurant yeah no he he did kind of throw another one out there similar to that but i'll let you uh find that one because again i I laughed at it too and i was like yeah yeah i get it yeah yeah. but he he had mentioned a story that was very similar to one that i kind of encountered and i Mm -hmm. i get the mindset like you don't want to laugh but at the same time you're just like 
God, that was kind of funny. Is yeah. there was an incident that happened years ago where I was watching this guy, and I may have mentioned this on the show before, but I can't remember. And there was like a a divider chain, okay, between two posts, and there was this loose chain kind of hanging it, and it's like here's this area is blocked off. Okay. And, but there was a sidewalk there as well, okay, right beside okay. it. So this guy was walking, and he could have just taken the sidewalk, but he sure. decided to walk over the chain. And as he stepped over said chain, his foot caught the chain, and he kind of did a jump and then a face plant. Oh, no. And I saw it, and immediately I the laughter came because I, it was a pow, you know? Yeah. And I, I held it back. Good. I felt it. And yeah. I was like, oh, and I was like, don't laugh because I knew that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, oh. and now is the ego is probably a little hurt because he's probably wondering why he decided that was a good idea also. Yeah. So yeah. as I held it back, I said, dude, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, just checking. And then <laughs> I, I held it in, got to my van, and then I just burst out laughing <laughs> because it was so funny. Yeah. He yeah. was fine. I found I checked to make checked. sure he was fine, yeah. and then it allowed me the <laughs> yeah. the ability once, to laugh. Once he started to pick himself up and look like he was going on his way, then yeah, now it's now it's okay. So you know, just at least do that. Make make right. sure that the person is fine. Check that they're fine. Then you, know. then you can then you can laugh. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, I recommend that. Go check that out. Listen to that. Uh, I love Bill Burr. Yeah, you know I do. So I have to go check that out for sure. I feel like I missed so much of him kind of building his career up to where he's at now because when i found him and i i really listened to what he's saying i'm just sitting there going god i yes yeah. i'm i'm 100 on board with everything you're well, saying did right i now. or did you find him elsewhere because i know i kept sending you clips too because i think you were the, him for quite a few years now actually so like i was aware of him Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd kind of seen him here and there, but I think you were the one that really kind of said, no, you've got to check this out. And I, re- watch. And I, <laughs> yeah. I committed to it versus just kind of seeing, and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of know that guy. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I think you were the one that really just kind of pushed me and said, no, dude, you've got to you really got to check this out. So yeah, I, I love him to death and I, I can't wait until he does another special. He did say that he's not planning on one anytime soon. Well, he soon. did just come out with one. He did. To be he fair, did. within the last couple of months so but fingers crossed he's also good he'll have another one soon and just more appearances like that because just he's (laughs) got several on netflix so if you haven't seen some of his older stuff it still holds up i was thinking about it's funny yeah Yeah, i was thinking about doing that going back because he was even a comedian i thought about introducing my father to because i tried i tried (laughs) this did not work out well I tried because there's another comedian that I love, and that's Roy Wood Jr. And he says a lot of yeah. stuff that's just like on point, and I, I can agree with. But I think, uh, and I don't want this to come off bad, like I'm saying my dad is a racist. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe some of his, um, I think it's his use of the N word that maybe makes him sure. uncomfortable. Because I tried showing him some of the stuff, and he was laughing. And then he did this bit in the last special that I was trying to show him where he was talking about uh, white heroes in black America. And he was talking about Leonardo, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio yeah, one. that oh, whole God, bit. that hit so hard. Yeah. And obviously he was kind of using the N-word constantly through that to kind of make a As point. As they did in the movie. Because right? they were talking about Django Unchained, right? Yep. And yep. I, 
I, I believe he became uncomfortable because at some point he got up and just acted like, well, I got to go stretch. I got to go walk and just waltzed outside. And I was like, okay, so I've made him uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if it's in the middle of a bit going on and they just get yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, all right, fair enough. But hey, that's not the worst one. <laughs> Let me tell you this story real quick. Oh my uh, God. You want to talk about uncomfortable silence between your parents? Uh, <laughs> we we were having a gun debate or, or you know, the great debate where it was like guns sure. need to be banned blah 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 my guns yeah and i decided to show them jim jeffrey's bit that he t- was talking about gun control and all that uh-huh. stuff and he laid out all these facts and i should have just looked up a youtube clip but i actually looked up the the actual special and just fast forwarded to that spot Okay. And then, so there was no buffer to, to cut that off. No contact. So that he <laughs> finished the bit. Uh-huh. And then his next words were, I love uh, coming in a woman's face. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and the entire room, like, you just felt the air suck out yeah. of the room. And I was like, ah, like so ready for dinner now mom and dad yep yeah and i was like yep you just you really help sell that man (laughs) yep yep thank you Uh, but anyway um yeah you know what while we're talking about that uh, i don't want to bring the room down comedian um gallagher passed away yeah Uh, and i hate you know i hate that the the headlines that i read were Comedian known for smashing watermelons. I I know yeah, that was his his that, gimmick. That is what people knew him for. But but it, it was he was a lot more than that. I mean, yeah. it just I felt like that was a unfair. Unfortunately, though, that is kind of the descriptor people would use eventually. Like, you remember Gallagher? Who? Well, he yeah. was the one who'd smash watermelon. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So yeah. So it's even unfortunate. That was always just the ending. It had nothing to do with the the rest of the show. You know. Right. Yeah. So that was, un- I mean, I felt it was unfortunate that that's all he's known for. But again, I mean, that was what he was known for. So it's it's kind of hard to argue against it. But I just yeah. hate that that was the the headlines I kept seeing. Maybe he was seeing. fine with it. I don't know. Mm. You know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Until his uh, racist uh, brother destroyed his. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I know anything about that. Gallagher too. Oh yeah, look up stuff about that guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then obviously Kevin Conroy passed. Yeah. Who? Yeah, I mean, that's a rough one. This was a lot of people's Batman, you know. And and I know that sometimes people don't really seem to get it, but I mean, this is the voice. Yeah. That we My all. My husband told me every time he's reading a book, it's his <clears throat> voice he hears when yeah. he's reading comics from mm-hmm. you know. See, I, I was even sitting there thinking about that very same thing because I was trying, uh, I was kind of revisiting some uh, 90s Spider-Man mm-hmm. and the actor Christopher Daniel Barnes, who did Spider-Man's voice in that particular series, he is the voice of Spider-Man that I hear in my head. Yeah. Like, I don't feel, not to say that any other actor has done bad, mm-hmm. but there's something about his voice that's like, that is that is it. That is the right, Spider-Man voice that's just spot on in so many ways because it kind of has this he has this attitude about it this this tone that's very smart alecky but he can he can also be very genuine Mm -hmm. and everything about it is just so on point and that is what kevin connery was he was so on point with the character he knew how to take it up for bruce wayne he knew how to come back down to batman everything about it was just chef's kiss 
You know, you couldn't, there's nobody else that's going to nail it like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I just cannot see it. Well, there being to fill. Yeah, absolutely. Really tough. And I get it. I mean, if it's something that you've loved and you grew <clears throat> up with and you heard, and now you just know there's no more new of that that you're yeah. going to hear again, that's, that's. That's a loss to mourn, I think. And I and know. even think about that. I mean, we we got to hear him in video game form. Yeah. You know, he got to be our our Arkham, video right? game Batman. You know, several times, matter of fact, yeah. because there were a few before the Arkham games that he actually voiced. Okay. And I mean, you can't beat that. Yeah. So every He's Batman, Batman in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Video yeah. games, movies. Television. He actually got the, this. This to me was like just another beautiful moment. He actually got to be Bruce Wayne in an episode of Batwoman. Like they were oh. doing uh, multiverse stuff. Yeah. And so they had gone to a new Earth, and it was him being Bruce Wayne. And you're like, Aww. oh my God, we get to see him yeah. do the voice in live action. You, I mean, he got to be him in every form. Think about yeah. that. What other actor can say that? Yeah. I mean, I know Adam West, you know, I guess he could to a to a degree. Sure. But n- not too many others. And and right. obviously Adam West, he holds a special place in my heart for being my first Batman because I did grow up in a time before we had Batman the animated series. So my first introduction to Batman was Adam West. Sure. Yeah. You know, until Michael Keaton came along (laughs) and then, Mm -hmm. you know, everything else. So that's how I kind of viewed it. And then I was like, oh, no, this character can be dark. So, all right. And it just kind of changed the game. But, no, Kevin Conroy, he was just. He was was, like a good dude to boot. Oh, yeah. So. And and what was funny about it, too, is, you know, in, in recent years, I'd seen him on things and I had wondered in the back of my head if he was sick. Yeah. But I did, but I didn't want to just assume, you know. It just right. maybe that his just, just the way he looks, you know. Right, and that's how some people age, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to throw that out there and be like, well, I think he's sick, you know, and and just assume the worst when I don't know, and we right. don't really know how sick he had or how long he'd been sick or anything like that. But yeah, I didn't know at all until reading that. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah, we're we're gonna miss uh, that that man's lovely voice and mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace, my friend. Uh, and another thing, uh, I don't mean to keep bringing the room down. But <laughs> who else now? Who else? Well, no, this this wasn't really uh, who else now, but just kind of remembering. Uh, we went and saw Black Panther: Wakanda Forever last night, and oh yeah, they they really did pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman and it, oh, it'll yeah. tear at your heartstrings for sure. It, it, because as I was kind of watching that, especially at the beginning, because they, they address it up front. Like they, they don't try to dance around it. They, I mean, it's in the movie and I even kind of give them credit for this and I'm trying to be very spoiler free about this, but how they approached it was mm-hmm. very much in a realistic fashion, you know? Okay. So, in essence, he died the same way that Chadwick Boseman died. A disease. They didn't really say specifically, you know, cancer or whatever, but they're just right. like, you know, he had this, he was keeping it to himself. And then finally he reached out and said, hey, I need help. And then there was too late at that point. They can't do anything. Right. So 
what do you do? Now you got to deal with it. And now you feel the emotion that everyone's going through, the loss, the anger. Mm-hmm. And there was just a moment when I was watching the movie and I was like, you know what? I said, if he was still here, this this movie would be so different. You know, yeah. what what movie would this be with him still here? Because all yeah. the emotion, all everything you're feeling, this would not be here. I mean, right? I'm not saying it couldn't be emotional in a different way, but everything they built around it. Right. The extra be- context really yeah. can hit. Yeah. So, but it was, it was a fantastic movie. I know that some critics out there have just been like, it's so dour and sad. But you know what? I mean, it's the context of the story. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to just suck that up. But, I mean, right. it is it is a fun movie. There's plenty of action to go around if you want that. It's there. Yeah. But you have to understand that this is the context of the film and you can't just ignore it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it's a wonderful tribute to him. It's a great movie and I highly recommend it. And uh, I'll go ahead and give you a heads up if you haven't seen it. You know, normally Marvel movies have the two in credit scenes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. this one only has one, and I think okay. I'm kind of glad they did because the the way it ends, it, it needed to kind of stop right there. We don't need to see what the next phase of Marvel is going to be at that point. It would feel uh, <laughs> it feels like it would have done a disservice to the film, or yeah, the film, and kind of disrespectful. It's like we you set it all up, you mm-hmm. you laid out your pieces, and then you paid tribute walk away don't need yeah. anything else we're, we're good so go check it out if you haven't already there you go yeah. uh what have you been playing this week so you're gonna hate me so i did more slay the spire this week i did end <laughs> up getting a bunch of them up another ascension level though a okay. couple of them so that's at least progress this week three of them um and then i was uh kind of peeking on the hubs playing some god of war okay. this week okay. so i was watching a little bit of that um got past like the whole thor thing and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and um and uh outside of that i i just uh i pretty much just did that okay <laughs> i downloaded a couple new ones that i want to start later today if i have time i have a couple of errands to run and everything later but um because i noticed uh tales from monkey island came to day pass. Ah, yes so i have that loaded and ready to go my god i have so much loaded on there it's hilarious that i keep just going well i'm just gonna play a few rounds of slay the spire before i do anything and it's like lise you have all of these new games what are you doing right now mm-hmm. i don't know um <clears throat> so i have that queued up and ready to go and uh still a couple of other ones um and i think that might have been it i feel like there was another one i was going to start to play in mm-hmm. there because i finished simulacra good good, good. it's exactly uh it's another game another yeah, simulacra yeah. game <laughs> But I'm not complaining because I loved them all. I think they're fun. Um, but uh, yeah, how about you? Sorry, I was kind of a slacker this week no, on uh, picking up new games. For some reason, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get through all the Ascension levels. And then when I get to the Watcher character, I'm like, well, she can just go F herself. Yeah. I hate this character so much. I can't get her past Ascension 2. I should just be happy I managed to get her through one. Mm-hmm. There's just something about her play style that I... I can't figure it out well enough to like, I screw myself over with one build. The other build to me is just too slow of a slog to like make it fun. To it. So I'm just like, nah. Meh. So I just, I'll play hers once in a while, die after like the first rung and be like, we're done with her again for a while. Cause yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't like her. I just mm. don't, I don't like her play style. Fair <laughs> I enough. Just don't. Fair. I don't know if the console versions have her yet. Cause I know it was like a PC only thing there for a while and they might, yeah. um, meh, meh. 
meh. I just I, I get it, but I don't I don't care enough about her styles, I guess, to make it fun enough for me to want to continue to learn how to how to fix her builds or whatever. I just screw myself over. I just right. like screw myself over with her build because there's one where it's like it's a stance build. Mm-hmm. So she has calm and then there's, you know, her rage or whatever. But if you set up the rage, you do double damage. But so does the mod. So like you might want to be able to, can I switch it back before I get hit? Will mm-hmm. I be able to have enough block to take that? And so every time I get cocky enough to go into the rage stance, mm. I don't have anything to get me back into calm. And then the next one, I'm getting like one hit. And I'm like, damn it. I just can't figure it out. And if I stay in calm, I'm not going to do any damage. So like, <laughs> I don't get her. And I don't want to just scry and block, you know, and like right. just move my cards around. So I think I just... It's fine, right? That I just right. don't like that character and it's just going to sit there on two forever because <laughs> just don't enjoy you. Hey, I get uh, it. Yeah, it just, I just can't. I can't. I keep going back to her every once in a while to scrub my brain like, okay, it's we've mm-hmm. done a few rounds with this. Other- no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just can't. Um, but what about you? Well, I did uh, start the week off with Marvel's Avengers, still playing that. I yeah. finally moved on. I got through... Kate Bishop's story, I got through Hawkeye's story, and then I got, I was going to move on to, what was it? I think Wakanda, or War for Wakanda is next, so I'll get to play as Black Panther, but I decided I wanted to, there are two unlockable characters that were sitting off to the side that I guess don't have like their own narrative, and that's Jane Foster's Mighty Thor so you just have to select her and go pick up the hammer and then you can do a few things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I played as her for a little while. She's pretty awesome. And then I finally decided to go ahead and get Spider-Man and try him out for a while. And I like Spider-Man. But you know, they it's you you kind of have this this mindset playing the character where they're trying to really make sure that you're getting to get the full Spider-Man experience so you get to web swing. And everything, mm-hmm. just like he gets to. But then when you start doing that, in your head, you're just like going back to Insomniacs. <laughs> and sure. then you start to play, and then the play style is not necessarily the same. So everything just kind of... He's a little difficult to to play as at times because I'm trying to do things. And he's just shooting webs everywhere. And I was like, no, hit, kick, flip. What are you... Ah. Stop. So he's he's a tricky character to get right, but if you can nail what he's doing, I mean he's he's pretty cool, and you know I've been playing him nonstop from that point on up until uh, I stopped playing, and I did play God of War, but I'm gonna talk about it next week when I have more time okay. to really set in and because I thought about it this week, but and I've I've gotten some decent time in, but I want a little mm-hmm. bit more, so. Okay. There you go. Preview for next week. You're going to be hearing God of War Ragnarok. A, a whole go. big thing about it. So. Nice. But nice. Uh, you got any news for this we week? We have a little bit of news this week. I think I wanted to, to chat with you about. Well, may as well, since you're talking about God of War. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you hear about some of this uh, collector's edition? Boo-boo yeah, uh, I didn't hear about a boo-boo, but I've, uh, the price tag on that thing, Jesus Christ. Well, and this will this will uh, uh, enrage you a little bit more. So the God of War Ragnarok, which you were just saying, a pricey $200 collector edition game. Mm-hmm. Um, supposed to co- come in like a gold embossed box. 
uh, 16 inch replica of the Norse god Thor and mm-hmm. uh, with his hammer and everything and uh, engraved dwarven dice, downloadable cosmetics. And of course, like the game, you know, sure. uh, a lot of them had like a steel book uh, display case and um, the downloadable code or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of uh, a lot of gamers opened up that little box to no game. Oh, no. To no game. Uh, they were missing the steel book, the game code, um, and the box was sealed. So it seems like a manufacturer's boo-boo here. Um, some people, like, just, it was a blank spot if they were getting the physical edition. Like, mm-hmm. there's the square where it should have been sitting. But, so a lot of people were shelling out $200 for nothing. Ew, for no yeah. game. Well, I mean, I guess they were getting some of the other stuff. But, like, your steel book, the download code. Um, the the primary and, reason you bought it, <laughs> right? Like you, what if you took the day off work? Yes, people do that. You know, you just spent two hundred dollars. You know, and then you open up your thing, and there's no game. Yeah, there's no game. Like the main thing you should be making sure is making it into these packages. I would think mm-hmm. is the game. Um. So yeah, some people even got codes for two in-game cosmetic downloads instead of like one <laughs> being a game download. Um, and so far it doesn't look like Sony's really said much, which is very frustrating. Um, so yeah, it, I don't know what to say if you're some of those, I know there was a a Reddit thread that some people had started trying to gather, like, what have you done? What have you done? What's been successful? Have you heard anything back from Sony? Um, a couple of people, I guess, did get some sort of email back about, Hey, in five to seven days, we can get this resolved. Now, I don't know if they meant they were getting a refund. Um, can you just send me the game? Give me a code. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, just fix it. Um, so, yeah. And I guess, like, their online support for Sony hasn't been um, as well employed, I guess. There might have been mm. some layoffs and stuff there. So some people are just having a hard time getting, like, Ask PlayStation on Twitter to answer even. Um <laughs> So I don't know, uh, like you'll have to wait on the phone, I guess, or wait for online chat. Um, but that makes it even more irritating when it's a huge hurdle to overcome for a mistake you didn't make. Yeah. yeah. So wasting your time, your money, your efforts. Um, so I wish I had a nice, neat, oh, this is what Sony said they're doing to make up for the mistakes. But at the time of this other article that I was reading, um, it doesn't look like as of yet they've put out a blanket statement on how they're going to correct mm. um, what seems to be quite a few Ragnarok collector's edition orders. It sucks. Ah. Yeah, no, that's not good. And not saying anything, it's even worse. I, I, this long? Yeah. Then I was refreshing here because this one article I was reading was posted on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday. So, um, unless I just somehow straight up missed it, I haven't seen them make an official statement about this. And it well, seems like it's at least bad enough that, you know, it caught our eye. It caught, like, there's a lot of people in that thread and everything now. So, I don't know. But, oh, my God, how devastating. Yeah. But, you know, our luck, there will be a statement put out Today. by the time this is you yeah. know, out and about. Posted. Yeah. So they'll just be like, oh yeah, they fixed it or they, they oh, said yeah. something finally. Yeah. And then we'll just post it in discord. Like we do like, mm-hmm. Hey, here we go. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Here we this missed it again. Happened, we can't help but it. Man, no, I that just... would, 
Yeah, that would piss me off. I mean, if you're going to sit there and that's one of the reasons I can't justify paying that money. Because right. if I'm going to pay that, I better be cracking that bitch open right there in that store and making sure everything is there. And I'm going to do it right in front of the people at the counter. So yep. you see, I'm not taking shit out. I'm not trying to rip you off. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. So if there's no game in there, you can be like, you're going to give me a physical copy you got in the back right now. And right. then you're going to call you it. take it up with Sony. <laughs> yeah, you take it up with Sony because I paid money for this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're gonna give me something before I walk out of here. Otherwise, you can give me my money back, and we're we're done here. Right. Because I'm not paying for this. Well, you're assuming most people probably went into a brick and mortar store to buy this. I'm mm-hmm. sure they probably just had it like sent to their house. Yeah. Now um, that that would be even worse. I mean, right. I, I now, guess I'm taking it from the perspective of GameStop because I know sure. our friend Todd uh, went to GameStop and got his, and to my knowledge, he did have a code. Okay. Good. So I don't. I thought I thought that's how they were doing these uh, a lot now lately, where you just get a code. I didn't know that they yeah. were still doing physical copies. Um, yeah, it seems like with this particular edition, and it's probably because of PS5 Digital. Hmm. Okay. I would imagine, like they're probably and see that's where I kind of think I don't know. You know how I feel about the physical versus the download or whatever, right. but. Yeah, me personally, I like to have the physical. I would still even with PC games, honestly, yeah. if that was even an option anymore. But it's just not. Um, see, I don't see why they can't start doing like. It's not like the game comes on the disc anymore anyway. Not really. And, and that's downloading the rest of the game day one, which is just super frustrating. Well, see, that's, that's where I'm kind of at with like, like with what they do with movies. You get. A 4K disc, a Blu-ray disc, and a digital code. So you've got three different versions, and it's affordable. You know, they're not asking you for, you know, an outrageous amount of money if you want all three. It just Mm -hmm. seems to be the standard. You get your 4K version, you get your Blu-ray version, and I feel like the reason you're still getting your Blu-ray version is... Mm -hmm. That's where they're putting all the special features. So it's just like the the 4K disc is just the movie presented in the highest quality that you can possibly get it, best mm-hmm. ever. And so we're we're freeing up all that space for that one thing. And then over here on the Blu-ray, yeah, you're still getting that, but then you get all the other special features because why not? Right. But then we'll give you this digital code too to put in your digital library. Now, do you need that? No, because I have the physical copy, but mm-hmm. it's nice. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have this backup. So if I don't want, if I happen to be out, like if you're traveling and you want to watch your movie, you've got your digital library right there. You don't have to take your discs around. So why can't they do this for video games? Why can't you get a digital code and a physical copy? I'm starting to feel like it's a whole ownership thing. Like they're not really allowing gamers to have this ownership thing on. Like that's one theory that I Mm. have. Um, and second, they're not going to trust that we're going to be the sole owner of both of those copies by the end of the day. Yeah, I'm sure, sure they'll assume one of us will keep the disc. One will, like, I'll give away my retail code, and now I've just essentially sold one or two games for the price of one. I I could almost guarantee it's the. But you, you know, gamers this. aren't going to just do both. Like but I you, get both. You know, people do that with movies too. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I mean. mean I don't know why the gaming industry seems to be so much more predatory when it comes to yeah. pricing. Well, I mean, yeah, no, movies can take years and years and years, too, depending on which movie. But I was just mm-hmm. like, with all of the people, the effort, the the different teams, and some of these taking five, six, seven years, it's like, I guess I kind of 
can justify the price as long as the people involved are the ones getting paid instead of dude getting another yacht that year. Then yeah. that's how I can, you know, but we always know dude's going to get his yacht. So, well, take a look at it like this because I've done this now with, I, I keep all my digital copies. They go in my library. So mm-hmm. I'm not the person that I'm saying that people would do that. Right, you know, right, it's right. mine. It's mine. It's going here, here, it. here. I've got multiple yeah. copies. I don't give a damn, you know, mm-hmm. just in case. So right. I've got it. But, in the sense of video games, anytime PlayStation Plus has added a game mm-hmm. on their service that you can get for free, and I have a copy of it already physically, I'll go ahead and add it to my library so it's there, so I don't have sure. to worry about it over here, so the physical mm-hmm. copy, should, should something happen to it or whatever, why not? Just take yeah, it. Yeah, as long as you still have PS Plus, you still have access to the game. Right. And then, you know, if somebody wants to take it, there you go. I've already got a copy. It's so it's the same thing. Like if you're loading it out or something, yeah, you're you, like, well, I can still play. Yeah. yeah, you gave me this copy because I'm a, and granted now I know I can lose it, but mm. still you gave it to me and now I'm giving this physical copy for free to someone else. Therefore, you've already lost a sale. <laughs> but just remember, if you ever um, unsubscribe to their service, right. those games will go away. I do so understand. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm aware of that, but it's just it could still kind of play in the same realm. You know, it's, I had physical copies. Now you're giving it to me over here. I'm going to give those away or I could go get my money back at GameStop. You know? Right. So right. you're well, doing a it portion too. of your money back. At GameStop. Yeah, a, yeah. A portion. Yeah. Uh, I don't well, know. It, yeah. I don't know. At least with this collector's edition, I guess you were supposed to be getting like the, the statuette and the steel book sure. and this whole fancy thing. So, I, I mean, thought, I guess. Was there a, a, a version? Because when you said statue, I was a little confused because I thought, and this is the way Todd made it sound, is that it was just Thor's hammer. And I thought, yeah. okay. I oh, thought, sorry. Did I not finish that? Uh, 16-inch Norse god Thor's, I don't know how to say the word, Jolner hammer. Oh, Molnir. Molnir. Yeah. Majolner. Molnir. I don't know how to say those words. Molnir. <laughs> I don't know what the dots mean. <laughs> <laughs> I barely speak English, guys. But yes, but it was a 16-inch deal. <coughs> I, I kind of want, I kind of want, <laughs> I don't know why I'm just thinking about this. It's just, when you're sitting there saying, trying to say it, I think of, and because I've been watching it, Rose from the Golden Girls saying, Kerhugenflugen, or something like that. And they're like, what the hell is, Farfenugen, Kerhugenflugen. And flarkin' flurgin'. Yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that yes. sucks for, for players. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that to me was just like, that's a gut punch. Yeah, so hopefully Sony gets on that, gets that taken care of. Or if you were one affected and it has, uh, let us know. Let us know what the outcome was, what, uh, mm. what the dialogue looked back and forth. Um, and just to kind of get your blood boiling, uh, we already have leaks about a PS5 Slim coming yeah. our way <laughs> what the hell i uh, i mean let's just take it for what it is it's probably a leak or something right now um as i was kind of reading through the leak if you will uh sure. it, it i think 
it's just another way of them trying to make it more cost effective to build um, PS5s moving forward. Um, we've already kind of seen that a little bit um, with like the heat sinks getting a little bit lighter and mm-hmm. stuff from like maybe day one PS5 to a different iteration later on. Um, so when I'm reading through it, that's kind of the idea that I'm getting here is that they're just looking for ways to maybe make it more economical, build more so they can get more of the hardware out, mm-hmm. um, which means you might get a smaller case if they can figure, you know, all that kind of stuff out. But sure. it doesn't really sound like you're getting any kind of jump in insides, which... Mm-hmm. I'm thinking at this point, do we need like more frames? Like how many more? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know. You guys who play all the really fast shooters, you let me know um, how important that is. Um, But uh, yeah, it it looks like it's just going to be and possibly just the digital version as well. So Mm -hmm. getting smaller and everything like that. But also is talking about like this whole um, detachable, like the disc thing itself. So then... If you had the digital, now you could, hey, USB this thing and play your whatever. So that could be a new little iteration for it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'll just say for now, pro or just a slim or an upgrade, I don't honestly think so. Reading through the article, it just looks like they're finding more, I don't know, smaller ways to put things in the box that you're still going to get. But, you know, keep your eye out for that. This is all early leaks, so who knows what it uh, will end up being. Uh, PS5, or PS5, 6, listen to me. PS6, coming up. Um, So, yeah, it just looks like a redesign and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem like we're getting upgrade on CPU, RAM, SSD, stuff like that. Well, whenever they do their PlayStation 5 Pro, which will happen a few years down the road, I'm sure it'll have a... two years in. yeah. I'm sure we'll have a, a price tag that matches that PlayStation 2 VR <laughs> because oh it wouldn't be that far-fetched. I mean, you know, these days, like, yeah, they're just slapping those high price tags on it regardless of if people are going to be able to afford it or not. Um, I mean, they're probably looking at it as like they're going to buy it. So who cares? We do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we still do. Um, how do you feel about this? I, I saw that Control 2 is definitely a go with Remedy and 505 Games doing it together. Yeah. Kind of doing it, looks like just a co-publishing, co-developing, like uh, going in it together. I was a little surprised about it. I knew we had heard like Codename, this, that, or the other going around. Mm-hmm. But I think I was thinking like Alan Wake 2. Sure was going to be the end of whatever this story is. Now, I'm not mad about it. I just wasn't expecting more on that story, yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, I, I'm down for it. I'd like to see what they could do with it, because I had a lot mm-hmm. of fun with it. It was it was a game I was surprised I got into. I wasn't sure it was going to be something I was going to enjoy. Yeah. Because I think I, I think I first tried it either on the Luna or... Uh, uh, it's Stadia? it's yeah there you go that thing that's <laughs> dead now <laughs> the thing that's dead now. yeah it's so yeah. dead i've forgotten its name right uh, so <laughs> I, I i'm almost positive i tried it on one of those platforms first and maybe it was just because it was those platforms and i was having to kind of learn their control scheme so i was just like am mm-hmm. i gonna get into this i don't know and it was just it was too much new at once yeah uh, and then when it came to PlayStation, I was like, you know what? It was kind of interesting. Let me let me try it again, and we'll see where we go. And then I got really into it, and 
played through all the extra DLCs that tied to Alan Wake. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the thing. That's the, where everybody is talking about this game I've never played. And I still right, need right, to try right. Alan Wake. References. Yeah. yeah. So Alan Ra- Wake Remastered, I've got to, to try that out. Maybe it'll all tie together for me a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I felt like that was more interesting for people who had played Alan Wake. And mm-hmm. they would be like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And probably would catch more references than I Matthew did. And the Matthew Peretta going back and forth yeah. thing too. I'm like, I don't, what? And then when they told me it was the same universe, I'm like, what? I don't understand. Matthew voiced the first guy and then he's the doctor here. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like, yeah, it trying just... to pretend like real life was affecting this at all. You know? like, so whatever they're doing, uh, or, or however long it takes, hopefully it'll take their time. They'll get mm-hmm. it right. Oh, it and, sounds super early. Yeah. yeah. So uh, all the more reason you shouldn't be announcing it. Damn it. <sighs> you know we we've been going over this. I really don't understand this. You know I was I even thinking either. about that the other day. All right. Well, when I was watching Black Panther, I'll talk about that. Yeah. I remembered there being <laughs> this conversation where Marvel doesn't seem to know what they're doing. Or, or they're jumping the gun on a lot of stuff. And it's not just Marvel. I think it's Disney in general. And I think someone finally yeah. said, hey, I think it was a head at Disney. And they're just like, stop announcing things so early. Especially with Star Wars, because there were like a bunch of Star Wars movies that were announced. And yeah. now half of them are not even being made now. <laughs> because And we kind of have a lot of Star Wars, to be fair. Sure, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with that. But it was just like, don't why, why announce this stuff if you're not even beginning anything i know the the idea is there okay like yeah. uh what's her oh damn i can't remember her name she was the woman uh, patty jenkins she mm-hmm. directed wonder woman and she there was this big star wars celebration she's like hey she was walking on an airfield and was like i'm gonna direct the star wars movie rogue squadron and it's gonna be the most amazing you know you're gonna see things that you've never seen in a movie before and you're like sweet sign me up yeah. i'm all for it now it's canned because she walked away for whatever reasons, it's like, well, shit, I was looking forward to that. You got me excited, and now I'm disappointed uh-huh. because and I you... didn't even have to know it existed. Yeah. yeah. And Marvel's... Do you think it's a marketing thing, like, that they want advertisers? But to, to you know what? You have all that product placement and stuff now in movies as yeah. part of, like, their, their budget? I, I mean, do you think it's a way to put the carrot in front of, like, Coke or Pepsi or Snickers or whomever they might want to... It very well could be, but all it does is disappoint fans because sure. we're seeing that right and left, especially over Warner Brothers, where they're just like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. And these were things that people were looking forward Let's to. breathe life into the other ones that yeah. had all the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, you know, Marvel did the same thing. They had announced all these Disney Plus shows, and I was, Black Panther, there's a character in that that's going to have her own Disney Plus show. And I was like, Okay, and it was funny too, again, no spoilers, but how they ended the character in Uh the movie, it was just like, okay, well, she's going to have her own Disney Plus show, so we can't let her uh, walk away with anything she's done here, so she's got to go back (laughs) bare-assed home. You know, and just because when I saw it, I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're cutting ties real quick. It's like, hey. This is great what you did, but um, you've you've got to go back home without all this stuff that you've touched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. beat it. And Start it was like, over. All right, fair enough. But but there was even 
in thinking that, there was a show that they had announced called Armor Wars, and I thought, okay, that'd be cool. So it's something about with War Machine and Iron Man and all that stuff. And, of course, she'd be involved in that as well because she kind of, if you know the character that I'm talking about, Riri Williams, she is the character in the comics known as Ironheart. And she okay. kind of built her own uh, Iron Man suit. So I knew she was going to be there. But for whatever reason, they were just like, hey, uh, do, maybe we could turn this into a movie because I guess, you know, it's not turning into a show so well. So we're not really yeah. sure. What are we thinking? Of an idea. I don't yeah. know, about 10 hours. <laughs> and I guess maybe it's good that they're they're finding their footing and trying to figure out what works best. As mm-hmm. kind of learning as they go, but it was again one of those oddities. It's just like if you're not sure, don't fucking announce it. Just right, pump the brakes. We're all going to be here waiting for this, right? And we're all excited, but just when you're sure, very much right. like Blade, they announced that oh, years God. ago, and it's not even begun production, and now it's in production hell because they lost the director. So it was just like pump the brakes. Dude, right. we will be here for this Plan stuff. Plan all these things without us knowing about it. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, go back to those days. <laughs> give us give us the nuggets you were 100% sure on. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, right. if, if the movie's about to start production and be like, hey, ta-da, here it is. We're, we're ready to go. Great. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Show me a trailer Shit, when it's ready. That may not even be a guarantee either, Batwoman. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. That's my point. But yeah. Warner Brothers and Disney, that's uh, two different things there anyway i just wanted to get that off my chest anyway continue continue that's fair that's fair no um let's see i did uh kind of look through that um nintendo indie uh switch world case Mm -hmm. or showcase that they did um and okay there was maybe a couple of games that caught my eye that i thought that 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 might be fun for me um i didn't see anything like huge announcements any um, like mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait for this thing to hit. Um, but I mean, I guess if you wanted to just kind of look through it, if you're a, a switch fan, mm-hmm. you're like us, you like indie games. There was definitely some fun ones there. Like the one, one of them that caught the once upon a jester. I don't know if you watched any of the, um, like I legit s- singled out trailers. I saw a few of them. Um, but that one is not ringing a bell. It, it's the one where you're attempting to uh, do improv theater around the world. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's see what you got going on for this. Because it sounded like, you know, some unique little time sure. waster fun game to, to, to maybe play once through. Um, and you just start off with your two friends. It looks like there's a jester and then, I don't know, whatever you get to dress up the other character as. Mm-hmm. And you're going to steal the royal diamond by going around and doing improv theater. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it, it looks ridiculous, bizarre and out there. And honestly, I'm here for it. And it did drop later that day that it was oh, announced nice. for the NDK. So if you want to go play it, you totally can right now. Um, yeah, that one looked like enough tomfoolery to be right up my alley for right. sure. Um, and then goodbye world, I thought was a little interesting, um, as they're calling it, as meta as it gets. It's a video game about two friends trying to find the perfect idea for their next video game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. So I was like in a pixel style, um, and you're just kind of going through the characters' day-to-day struggles. 
Um, and I, I mean, I get drawn to those really silly, like simulation sure. type games that have those bizarre little storylines. So that's another one that I could see me picking up at some point and playing around with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one, and I don't know if you saw this, but I remember you liked plants versus zombies and, yeah. and plant puzzle games. I don't know. Botany Manor. Maybe. I don't think we really got any gameplay in this trailer mm-hmm. as it looked like it was just kind of showing us the world yeah. that you would be working in, but it's about gardening. Like you get to garden and there's puzzles that'll be supposedly interspersed in between there in a 19th century historical manner. Mm. So okay. it was like plant puzzles and all that kind of stuff. If I ever get to see what the actual gameplay is, maybe I should have searched harder. This may not be the only trailer in existence, but I was just watching what was on their thing. Um, maybe. 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 But mm-hmm. uh, I, again, you didn't really show me anything. So. Right. Um, and then the only other one that caught my eye, because again, I like these simulation time wasters game. Maybe this was a, a showcase for me. Uh, Venba, which is a little narrative cooking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like about an Indian family who immigrated to Canada. And then um, you're looking to reconnect to your heritage by cooking the foods from your heritage. And... Um, how that plays out with a bunch of South Indian dishes and all that kind of stuff. So again, another one that I could see me probably playing through once yeah. and then uh, being satisfied. And then if you were into coffee talk, coffee yeah, talk, coffee um, talk. there's an episode two. I saw that. Yeah. That they, 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 they were talking about in there as well. And it's comes though um, spring 2023 for that one. So that mm-hmm. one didn't drop that day or anything. So you got a little bit of time to wait if you want to. Go back to your coffee shop and have some new late night talks. You're going to get to when it's uh, spring of 23. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Anything from the showcase caught your eye we didn't chat about? or I, I mean, nothing specific because I felt a lot of it was, like you said, it was just kind of announcement trailers. It was just like, right. hey, this thing is happening. And they'd show you about like a, a minute of something just yeah. announcing it. And you're just like, okay, but what is the game? What is the mm-hmm. game play? I mean, there were a few that they did that with, but not very many. I felt like a lot of them were just announcements. and Right, and you didn't get a whole lot of gameplay on it. Like, Have a Nice Death, that mm-hmm. one looked like it could be interesting. Looked like another platformer, um, roguelike platformer yeah. type game, hack and slash, if you will. Um, so I could see that, again, another one that I could probably get addicted to for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the style. I like the art style. You know, I liked the aesthetic to it. So that's one to kind of yeah. look for. That was another one they were saying March of 23. Uh, there um, was date. one, uh, what was it called? I think it was called Blank or Blanc. Uh, okay. It was like a black and white kind of art style uh, uh, look, kind of hand drawn. Yeah. It seemed interesting. I mean, that, that seemed to be one of those that I, I could see myself drawn to, wanting to check out, but whether or not. It is going to be something I would get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that one could be fun. Yeah. I think. Um, What was there was another one that it kind of had a. See, I don't want to have to look, but I'm going to have to. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of flipping through my notes here too to see. Uh, Um, Aka, I think is what it was called. You're like a little uh, red panda. I think that's what it looks like. Uh, You know, maybe a warrior panda. A a warrior panda. I mean, it look the art style looks great, and and the gameplay looks like it would be a lot of fun. So maybe that's something. I think I could get my get into that. 
Yeah, I got a little bit. Remember that one indie game? I wonder how it's doing. We haven't checked in, or at least I haven't. You might have from like one of the last PAXs we went to where we were playing the Fox. Oh, uh, Tunic? Yeah. Yeah, Did I think that. Any other updates on that? I feel like it finally got released on all platforms. Did it? And I missed it? I don't know if it's on PlayStation, but I'm almost positive it wound up on the Switch. Oh, you're freaking right. March 16th this yeah. year. So, it, yeah. That's that one that we were following where we met the dev team and everything? I'm almost positive. Unless, mm. oh, no, you're talking about um, uh, oh, uh, yeah. de- Deadly it, Beasts. So, uh, maybe the dude had like a red ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadly uh, Beast. Yeah, we, we talked to them. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't. No, I haven't heard anything about that. I have to game. go check on that because I, I hadn't thought to look in a little bit. And uh, or no. Wait a minute. Shit. I just remember playing as a fox. Why can I? My brain's been damaged. See, so I'm getting. I think time, I'm getting. So. Dirty Beast. Their names were Dirty Beast. Oh yeah, that, that is was... the name of the dev team. Yes, yes. So yes. their game. See, we're we're doing it in real time, people. Look at this. Is how this is how we work. All right, uh, Feral Frontier. Game. There we go. Yay. They we were out of Boston. I remember yes. that now. Okay. So to my knowledge, looking at everything, uh, the game is still uh, being worked on. I okay, don't see it. too many updates going on okay that's good i mean i, I hate i, I hate them i am following them how come i've not seen any of these tweets yeah what the Elon! hell i don't know if that's true he's just took over <laughs> so hopefully they're still in production now granted we you know looking at the game like evergate you know we we talked to those people early on oh yeah and look how long it took before that game was officially released sure a couple of years yeah. so but yeah they've they've done a few updates they're kind of showing some of the progress and it's fairly recent so it's not like uh you know they're they've Excellent. cut yeah any kind i see of... their twitter's getting updated still from september november cool okay. yeah so go follow them guys too yeah. while we're thinking about it at dirty beast games for feral frontier go keep an eye on when that one drops I think and i thought some siblings that would yeah. enjoy that I thought I was following them too, but I guess it was just the super it mega shows crash. It that I am. I just, maybe my, I don't know, maybe they're getting pushed around in my algorithm and I never get to see them new. In Perhaps. Uh, well, there is one more story okay. I know we would like to chat about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, we had some uh, Call of Duty. We had a lot of Call of Duty mm-hmm. nonsense, it seems to happen uh, this week. Uh, but more in particular, they're... Uh, they're uh, promotion mm-hmm. to their journalists um hit a little differently this time or yeah. we're just now finding out about it i don't know if this has been a truthful truthful thing but um uh at, at, on the gym position i don't know if you watch james stephanie sterling um one of the ones who that mostly all i could really find doing any reporting on it honestly yeah. outside of some of the other stuff that came down but apparently um you know marketing firm hill plus knowlton strategies uh was hired for activision blizzard to you know do the pr for the 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 new modern warfare and uh i think uh, laura kate dern dale. is also huh dale dale oh dale. i'm sorry yeah laura dale dern no I... laura laura kate dale oh my gosh where did i get dern from thank you know. see laura dern <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's it. Anyway, uh, anyway. journalist, mm-hmm. writer in her own right, definitely doesn't need any help in that area, um, was sent a uh, was sent an email asking if they'd like a copy of Modern Warfare 2 to do a review with. And uh, 
all of a sudden they had lots of hints and guides. They had articles that they could freely um, post instead of writing your own journalistic uh, view on the game. Mm -hmm. And now it looks like there was more than one. There were like whole entire articles pre-written for the person receiving this uh, information to redistribute if you wanted to. Right. Uh, Stated there was no explicit expectation to use the pre-written article, but they gave you basically the okay Mm -hmm. to go ahead and use one of these. And the headlines that were being used were very clickbaity. Like, here's the headlines you can use too. Um, Basically, it was an advertisement. Yeah. They were getting people to do a long advertisement. Um, now, reading it, it looks like a hints guide or that, that they're really just trying to help you out with how to um, play the game, where to start, how to get this done, do this thing. Um, and apparently, they did find a dev blog that did post one of the articles. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't mention who it was. Um, uh, did explain in um, in their video that after speaking with the person who had posted it, um, that there was other concerns there maybe about the the mental health or whatever of that individual. So they figured the best plan was they did get them to take it down, but not to blast them because it didn't seem like it was one of those legitimately intentional things right. that they were just mm. trying to steal this and move on and claim it as their own. So, oof. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's low down. Uh, and you know there are some people, again, not to bash the person that actually did it, and I, sure. I actually respect what they did Right. approaching Very that much. person with kid gloves and just being like, hey, I, I see what you did, just kind of, because there was no shame in that. I mean, right. they were under an impression that this was the right thing to do, mm-hmm. that the marketing team came to them and be like, hey, here's something that we can help you do this, and they just were like, okay. I mean, that, yeah. that seems easy. I don't feel like there was any malicious intent there at all. That, yeah. yeah, not from the person that posted it. Right. Malicious right. intent comes from the company, the marketing firm, yeah, who's trying to Milton. create this narrative for a game and and always never point out the flaws. It's like, we, we can't talk about anything bad about the game. We, we're just going to hold it up on this pedestal regardless of how... I mean, that would be like the, the marketing team doing that for Cyberpunk when it came yeah. out. And just being like, this is the, the greatest game. And you see all these glowing reviews that all say the same thing. And then everyone is playing it going, no, it's broken. What the fuck are you talking about? Right, what is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, wh- what game yeah. did you play? So Not this one. Yeah, this is... I mean... But I'm not surprised. From Activision yeah. Blizzard, I'm not surprised in the slightest. I'm sure they I mean, slipped them some money and said, hey, make our game the most popular. It's going to be so good. You're just going to love Call of <laughs> Duty. It's great. You're not going to believe how amazing it is. <laughs> yeah, gross. Sorry. But, yeah. Ah, <laughs> I just, and then... Uh, I wonder how many people they sent that out to and just how many legit same re- reviews. Like, it wasn't even like a review getting posted. Because if you looked at some of the headlines that they were suggesting you use, it was more like, here's your guide to blah, blah, blah. Here's mm-hmm. how to do this thing. So it wasn't even a review. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> here's an amazing game. And 
song. Yeah. Play so it. So I can help you be good at it or something. Yep. I, I So I'm not sure how many of these got published. Yeah, I don't know either. Or how long it's been going on. Have we just not been noticing the same sets of journalists posting the same exact articles? And and that's the funny thing, too. It's like you said up front, it, it never even crossed headlines. No one was yeah. talking about it. So it's like, how did this go unnoticed? It's, and honestly, I feel like it's because there are people that did it. And yeah. they didn't want to either be called out or they were being paid. You know, or rewarded, should I say, for doing yeah. it. And it was just like, just keep your mouth shut. And they're just like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to burn any bridges because look, I'm not saying they're all bad. Sure, I don't know, but maybe it is like pressure, pressure from the bigger company that if you say something positive, if you post this as your review to market and glorify our our terrible game. Yeah, I said mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Is we're going to take care of you. But if you fuck us over, well, think about what we'll do to you and your career. And they're just like, I don't want I don't want that to happen. I like getting my review copies and, Mm -hmm. you know, this this open door. And if I burn that bridge, then it's over. And I I think that was one distinction that they made in the video also uh, was it wasn't labeled as a review code either. No. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was. But what was it? Um uh, there was a very specific way yeah. they labeled it, but yeah, it was Would not you a like review. Like to have code. a Call of Duty Modern Warfare or whatever. I don't know. Even reading the thing, it was a little bit tough because, as they even pointed out, there were some spelling errors and stuff yeah. that was just kind of like, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, D- does your marketing team not use spell check? <laughs> yeah, and or we just don't really know what Team E means because we don't play Call of Duty. Sure, sure, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you guys tell me, <laughs> is there a Call of Duty? Is there a Team E or were they just like Team E? E. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, if you love that game, more power to you. I just don't get bang, 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 that, That's me. Like, yeah, it's just first person shooting over and over again. It just doesn't do it. But I play plenty of other games that I that's can true. see other people saying like, ew, really? You could sit there and waste a bunch of time on it. And I'm like, fair. Hey, there's nothing happening in this game, but I'm all in it. <laughs> You know. How many people have said that to me without me knowing it about Marvel's Avengers? <laughs> True. True. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. think I would like it. Right? Because we, I do remember our conversations beforehand. Then you started playing it. And I'm like, oh. Like, Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I still haven't spent a dime it. on it. I still haven't spent a dime on it. There, well, there you go. Proud of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, this is some, this is some, that's a bold Mm-hmm. bold ass stuff and for it to have I, and again no idea how long if no. this was their first shot at trying it just to see um was this the first time they har- ha- hired hill Knowles, nolton or whatever why mm-hmm. i can't say it now nolton yeah i was right no. hopeless nolton or hill nolton however Whatever. they actually say it you know this garbage uh, company <laughs> just this yeah yeah so i don't know i don't know but uh, I guess just keep an eye out for that. I don't know how it would even. How would you? How would we even know? I, if yeah. you're reading an article, other than if it was supposed to be a review, I don't know that I would have made the distinction. It was supposed to be a review. Like I would have legitimately just thought this person was shilling for the game or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably wouldn't have thought anything else about it. 
I mean, because with with most reviews, I think we're we're all kind of we have our our corner that we kind of stick to. You mm-hmm. know, I know where I get a lot of my movie reviews. And that's JoeBlow.com, and that's not because I do work for them, but it's well, just you did where it beforehand, yeah, it was that's just where I'm always going. You got to work there, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's that's always where I went, and and kind of I, I I found people there whose reviews I are views aligned. You know what I mean? And that's what right. I kind of I say about movie reviews. I don't don't take them to heart, you know, because I even had someone kind of point this out or, or try to be a smartass on Twitter about it. And my point was saying, you, you like whatever you like, okay? Mm-hmm. If your movie reviewer is saying that they hate this movie, but you love it, then wash That's it off. It you, you're going to disagree. Yeah. But yeah. I, I at least say that if you if you want a movie review, if you ha- want a movie reviewer, find one whose views typically align with your own. That way, yeah. if you want to have that you know review ahead of time, just to kind of see, you can read that and be like, Okay, well, they, they seem to like it, or eh, they, they didn't seem to like it. Because there are times the, the movie reviewers like, yeah, I didn't really care for it. And I watched it, I was like, no, I thought it was fine. Yeah. So you're going to disagree regardless at some point. Right. But yeah. if you can find someone who, if you want that, find someone who is a little closer to you, then that's your, that's your reviewer. That's the one you always turn right. to. And that's what I'm saying here is I, I, I think the reason it would go unnoticed is you're not going to just bounce from site to site to site. Fair. You, you've got that one. You read it and you're just like, huh, that seemed a little glorified, but okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'll take them for their word. And you, you'd think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but there are some people out there who would go and dig around the reviews. So. Sure. But, sure. Well. This also just looked like an accident because they just happened to send it to, I guess, the wrong individual who yeah. did bust it all out and send it on over to, to oh, yeah. uh, James. So, oof. Yeah, just oof. I don't even know what more you could say about that. That's just like one huge oof. Yeah. And you know uh, what? If if no one just is... Just to deceive your, your people. Like, they're already going to buy your game. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Every Call of Duty you push out, your core base is going to buy. Sure. They're conditioned for it now. Every year or two, they get a new one. And uh, just real quick, if you are unfamiliar with Laura Kate Dale, they're a yeah. fantastic reviewer, and they they actually wrote a book. I'm trying to I'm trying to look it up so I don't. Oh, several books actually. Yeah, like four or five. One of the, the most recent ones I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah, things I learned from Mario's butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it came out some time ago, but uh, it, I mean it was very amusing. I do remember us talking about that. Uh, uh, yeah, some time ago. The past. So definitely go check that out. Check uh, check them out on Twitter. And I think they're... You know what? That's another thing I want to talk about while I'm thinking about it. Because I noticed this was listed on their Twitter. And uh, I've never heard of this site. Uh, but it seems like people are migrating from Twitter to Mastodon. Oh, yeah. I started hearing that this week, too. Yeah. What is, um, what is this? I don't know. Like I clicked on one, one person I follow, I mm. guess, was checking it out and posted their circle or yeah. whatever it is. So I clicked on it just to look at the site. And um, I don't know that I totally understand it. It looks kind of like a Twitter-esque, but then you start your own circles or kind of... See, curate your own. Yeah. And so 
Sounds like there's a steep learning curve, honestly. Yeah, because I did look at it as well. Because one of the accounts that I follow on Twitter, they are kind of like a group account for uh, the Mutant Fam, which is like the people that watch Joe Bob Briggs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And they said that they had started a Mastodon account. And I thought, okay, well, let me go look at that and peek. And then I wanted to dig around the site. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, okay, well, what if, what if, what would it take for us to start one? Like, if if I was to start a super mega crash mastodon site, what does that look like? And then yeah. they had everything marked in categories. Like, what it, where, what are you trying to do? And it was like gaming. And I was like, okay. And it was like, well, there were two rooms or two circles or whatever they call them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you want to start your own, you have to get it approved and all that. And I was like, all right, this sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I just know it's like a German based company. And that, oh, we're trusting um, the Germans now, huh? No, I, I, I mean, what can you say that about us anymore? I, I kid, um, I kid. I love the Germans. <laughs> but no, I, I the, but just a little bit of research I did, and it seems like I guess there's less regulations or whatever. Oh, my point was learn German law, because like, yeah. you'd have to abide by whatever theirs is. Um, so I don't know what like their content rules or whatever is, but I'm not willing to dive into it yet. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean. If I'm you tell you. me that there's a, a reason that I'll I'll, I'll cut like I have to I know I don't have mm. to get on any social media but um is is garbage as I am with the social media that I currently have am signed up for mm-hmm. and how little I care about those already when I know I should um I just I can't see me being arsed to have to learn a social media site I yeah. feel like I should, should sign up and it just makes sense I'm flipping through nonsense spewings of people all day long and that's it you know <laughs> yeah no I mean I'm with you and <laughs> honestly if Twitter burns down then I'm okay with it I'm I just mean, watching it now I just I'm just it's out of morbid curiosity I'm gonna keep my account I'm not going anywhere I'm just gonna keep watching it and I guess the day my timeline just starts to look like nothing but like weird ads or a bunch of Twitter blue users then I might hang it up for good you know yeah. like like there's nothing new that I follow coming across my timeline now so what am I doing anymore I mean look in all honesty I mean I was thinking I was thinking about this the other day I mean for what I use Twitter for mostly is promotion mm-hmm. and my personal account you know I'll say a thing here and there and I have met some interesting people on Twitter but yeah am I, I gonna if, if I want sad. to stay in touch with them like genuinely then I'm going to send them an email or something like that and say, hey, I'm bouncing off of here, but, you know, if you want to stay in touch, yeah. you know, let me know. That's we'll, what I we'll... did with some Facebook people. Like, I picked out a couple that I was like, hey, I'd like to maybe still chat or whatever, yeah. but I'm deleting this. So here's how you could get a hold of me if you care in the future and vice versa. And, and if you don't, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's just whatever. You know, yeah. I don't know what our relationship is. I don't think everyone is. was meant to be in your life forever. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I can I can attest to that. I, I can tell you numerous friends I've had over the years, people that I thought, hey, this is a really good friend. And then they're gone oh, because yeah. I, I moved to another job or moved to a new town and whatever it is. I'm sorry. That's just the way the world works. We were friends of circumstances. And when that circumstance changed, bloop, bloop. Yep. 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 I know that one. Um and, I mean, I guess if we care still a little bit on the Activision Blizzard uh, thing, um, it seems to be that they're actually doing a full premium release of it, whereas there was some <laughs> – it was supposed to be an expansion, I guess, was what they were initially thinking, or maybe gamers were initially thinking that it was going to be. So, I don't know. Look. Mm. Look. They're just, they just want your money. 
All right. If they yeah. can call it something different, I think to take more of it than fine. I I honestly don't follow the franchise close enough to know if I would have known known a difference mm-hmm. with a DLC, an expansion, a brand new game. Like I don't know. True. I I don't know. You'll have to tell me. Um, but outside of that. That's all I felt like chatting with you about this week. So I don't know what you've got going on for us to wrap this baby up. Do I have another game? Another full, amazing, no. world's best video gaming quiz or whatever that no, was called actually, last week? Yeah, what what was that? What I do, was that? I should I say anything? No, no. no I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that away. I'm gonna tuck it away for next week and then we'll 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 talk about that and prepare the siblings for that later but no today because i don't know what happened but this week i had this sudden surge of creativity flow through me and it helped me prepare for the next few weeks nice so not only do you know what you're getting next week but i know what's happening uh the week after and i know what's happening today that's gotta feel great it does just to know you've got a few weeks just i can chill i've gotten that taken care of but I think that was me preparing for the week that I'm taking off, and I I, I want to be zen. I don't yeah. want anything to mess with me. Plus, plus, oh, do I ever have content for all of you? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give you a heads up, and I won't tell you what it is. But uh, at least in the coming weeks, hopefully the week of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. there will be a brand new episode of Savor the Flavor, and Ooh. um. What I'm doing in that video uh, is something I've wanted to do. I'm a little terrified. Oh, yeah? Uh, hopefully nothing bad will happen. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> but, so you haven't filmed it yet, huh? No, we no, still... no, no. Because I am preparing for that day. And okay. I, I'm just leaving these clues out here for you to kind of piece it together because maybe you can, maybe you can't. Because you're like, well, you're eating something. What, what the hell? But that's the thing. You know, I'm wondering, would, I'll guess after we're done recording in case okay. I'm correct and I don't want to spoil it. But I, I've got a plan in mind and I'm looking forward to doing I'm looking forward to film these two. Damn it, Steven, move to Chicago. I'm, you know what? I might. I might. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to move there. We've discussed this. Yeah, we, just come we, up here. Yeah. Come yeah up and here. then maybe, yeah. you know, there's a lot of perks that I could get up there that I don't get it here. You know? Exactly. I have to there think is. about it, you know. And your wife might be happier, too. Oh, Just think about that. 100%. 100%. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, content's coming, and hopefully uh, everything will be prepared. Even in December, we'll, we'll have stuff going on. But today, I have a story. I have a story. Ooh, yeah. Lovely. I like story time. I don't know why this, this one popped into my head, uh, but, you know, I thought it would be worth talking about. Now, what I'm covering this week is a story that I... I feel confident that a majority of our audience has probably heard a version of, but we've never covered it. And I figured, what the hell? You know, maybe maybe there's a detail in here that you don't know about. And, you know, be like, oh, well, that adds some context, and, and that does this, and that does that. So I thought it would be fun. So okay. we're going to rewind to the glorious year of 1985, and we're going to focus in on Nintendo. Now, at this point, Super Mario Brothers was a huge hit for the company. It was the thing that saved it from from dying a horrible death. And the company was looking to capitalize on its success. So, numerous ports were put out into development. And leading the charge was, obviously, Shigeru Miyamoto. 
Now, one such port, I don't know if you remember this or not, was an arcade version called Versus Super Mario Brothers that added a few new levels and challenges to the game. And, you know, it was just designed to keep you playing. So you're on a time limit and you had to pump quarters and to kind of keep the time going so you could continue on through the game. It's a little mm-hmm. cheap tactic, but, you know, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, during the design stage, to add these challenges and new levels, the development team realized how much more fun these challenges added to the original game. They were just like, this is this is really cool. You yeah. know, can't we do more of this? So this revelation led to Miyamoto and his team pitching a fully-fledged sequel to their hit game that would incorporate these ideas. And just as Super Mario Bros. was a driving force to sell more Famicoms and... NESs, depending on where you're at. Super Mario Brothers 2 would be developed for their newest peripheral, peripheral, the Famicom Disk System. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this, this was at a time where marketing was experiencing some residual issues from the crash that happened two years prior. So people were like, eh, eh, you know, with kind of things you know in in the market your video games like i don't i don't know about that and the cost of chips and semiconductors were at an all-time high because of that and chips were also in very high demand which led to shortages that sounds familiar it does sound familiar yeah it's like history repeats itself i was thinking that very thing (laughs) (laughs) this coupled with nintendo's sudden success made it very difficult for them to meet demand so the company needed to find a workaround Now, looking to the home computer market, the development team was inspired by floppy disk systems, seeing that there was a very good or like high potential for lower cost production. Mm -hmm. So, and additionally, disks would allow them for increased storage capacity, more sound channels, and even save states, which they did not have at the time. So, the disk system seemed like a no-brainer. At the time, Miyamoto was already hard at work developing his next big hit, along with being a new father. He simply didn't have the time to dedicate to a full sequel to Super Mario Brothers, although he did have a few ideas. Mm-hmm. But seeing as how he wouldn't be able to focus enough time on it, he handed the reins to Takashi Tezuka, who had been the assistant director of the original game. Now, with a clear vision of expanding upon the original, Tezuka and his team set out to make Super Mario Brothers 2 a gauntlet for players who had mastered the original. The game begins by giving you a choice. You are either Mario or you're Luigi. Mario plays just like you expect Mario to play. But Luigi had been altered to benefit and or hinder the player. You got higher jumps, which could help you get to different areas. But you also had less traction, which made you a little slippery. So you could really make a a false move and go flying into a pit. (laughs) (laughs) And which is funny because it's also a trait that has been seen with the character going forward. So it was a change that just became synonymous with Luigi. Now the game was now littered with new versions of enemies that acted differently to their previous counterparts. You now had to contend with poison mushrooms. A feature that would instantly throw off a player seeing a mushroom because you always assume mushrooms are good. Mushrooms be good. Mushrooms help me. Gonna make me grow up. Be healthy. Furthermore, 
Some stages contained areas that seemed kind of uncrossable. You'd hit this large gap and you'd be like, can I jump this? <laughs> and you just kind of sit there wondering, going, I don't know what to do. Will but you, you dive with faith. Mm-hmm. But that's where you had to use your brain. Because they were they were faking you out. They were just like, well, you can't cross here. But you had to search for the alternate route. You had to look for the little hidden blocks and the passages and things. Mm -hmm. So you knew how to continue. And that doesn't even compare to the warp zones that can deter your progress. How would you feel uh, if you were like really near the end of the game, you know, and then you found a secret passageway and then you found this warp zone and it said warp to world one and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm in world seven. What do you mean world one? Yeah. Why does why is this even an option? <laughs> Just to fuck with you pretty oh. much. The game was vicious. The Super Mario Brothers 2 was developed in four months and released less than a year after the release of the original. It was the second game released on the Famicom disc system right behind Miyamoto's other project, The Legend of Zelda, which sold one million copies on its first day of release. Wow. However... Its overall total was 1.69 million, which did not compare to Super Mario Bros. 2, which sold 2.5 million copies, making it the biggest hit on the disc system. Obviously, such a hit had to come stateside. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was an entire market just waiting to be tapped. But there were a few hiccups. One... North America didn't have a disc system yet. There were plans to release mm -hmm. the disc system in the States at some point, but the game didn't have time to wait for that. You know, had to do it now. Got to go, got to go. Got to get the sales now while it's hot. That's right. Plus, discussions about a North American release broke down fairly quickly as word got around that retailers in Japan just didn't really like the disc system. There were some complaints that the peripheral took up too much shelf space. But the biggest reason boiled down to the disc cards, which were the equivalent of a game cartridge. In the attempt to create something cheaper, more affordable than the cartridges that we all know and love, Nintendo succeeded by creating cheap, fragile discs that were extremely sensitive to fingerprints and dust, which would ultimately render the games unplayable. Like, you mm -hmm. couldn't blow the shit out and, and right. make it go back. They were ruined, period. Yeah. And there was also a lack of security that made the cards ripe for piracy. So, ultimately, the disc system was quickly becoming unprofitable. Yeah. But transferring the game to a car cartridge wasn't the hurdle to overcome. It was Nintendo of America game consultant Howard Phillips... After reviewing the game, Phillips recommended that the game not be released in the States, citing that the game's difficulty level wasn't just hard, but it was punishing. He said of the game, quote, not having fun is bad when you're a company selling fun. <laughs> right. Fair enough. I mean, yeah. Phillips was appointed this role by Nintendo of America President Minoru Ar Arakawa, 
I was gonna try to do this without fucking up names. <laughs> Arakawa, I said it right. Uh, while Phillips managed one of the company's warehouses, Arakawa saw Phillips's enthusiasm about the games he played and valued his opinion. And his opinion held weight here. Arakawa knew that they needed another Super Mario Brothers game in the States, and they knew it had to be a hit. But if this one was gonna tank, what options did they have? So Arakawa, did I say that right? I did. I was looking at it and the, the word letters were just... <laughs> anyway, Arakawa reached out to his father-in-law, Nintendo president Hiroshi Yam Yamauchi. There we go. Asking for a more accessible version of the game. Now, this was no easy task as R&D 4, the development team behind the game, were already overworked as it was. So creating a whole new game just wasn't feasible. Furthermore, Nintendo knew they had to release a new game, or Mario would suddenly be overshadowed by other company mascots that were starting to make their presences known. You know, maybe like a, a little blue bomber or a, a little rodent... A little mouse. Some kind, it? yeah. A little blue mouse or whatever Eventually... The idea of retrofitting a pre-existing title was pitched, which sounded perfect. But what game would be chosen? Sifting through Nintendo's library of games, none that hadn't already been released fit the bill of a Mario-type game. But there was this one title. Now, if we rewind just a bit back, we're going to look a little deeper into R&D 4, and we find Kinsuke Tanabe. Who had an idea for a game? What if, instead of scrolling horizontally across the screen, you could ascend vertically? Then, what if you could use items and blocks to build higher platforms to then go even higher? And then, you get a friend, and then you could just chuck blocks at one another, and you grab them, and you put them up, and then you just stack higher and higher, and you just see how high you can go. And that's the game. You're just playing, going back and forth, and just trying to climb and go higher and higher and higher. It sounds insane. And it was an interesting concept. One that uh, Tanabe developed into a working prototype, and he showed it off to his boss, Shigeru Miyamoto. Miyamoto was intrigued. But there were technical limitations that would have prevented the game from becoming the best it could be. And if you strip down those elements or strip down certain elements to handle the limitations, removing elements like the second player, yeah. the game just kind of becomes uninteresting and, you know, it's just not fun. So at the time, the prototype was shelved because there was nothing they could really do with it. Mm -hmm. But in 1987, Fuji Television was looking to team with Nintendo to promote their upcoming Yume Kojo Festival, which is a 44-day event that was meant to celebrate the limitless possibilities of technology in the future full of progress. This event was promoted through Japan through newspaper articles, billboards, television ads, and so much more. The marketing team even created characters to use with promotional materials called the Imagine family. Imagine. 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 That sounds right. Yep. I think it's supposed to sound like... Imagine. Imagine. There we go. Let's use that. It's there supposed to look like Imagine, but it's the Imagine family. And, you know, like I said, you just, you got to look at it and try to figure out how to say it. You can say it <laughs> however you want. I don't care. Yeah. The family were designed 
using a Arabian aesthetic to reflect the name. Yume Kojo, or loosely translated, Dream Factory. Fuji Television requested that Nintendo create a game using the Imogen family, and Tanabe was the man chosen to make this happen. Having no real immediate idea in mind, he returned to his prototype, and he consulted with Miyamoto on how to proceed. Miyamoto, being the lovable man that he is, recommended adding traditional side-scrolling gameplay styles along with the vertical element, add some action, and, you know, because he's Miyamoto... Mario elements, you know, because it's popular. Why not? So, sprinkle in those Mario-esque elements and told him point blank, quote, as long as it's fun, anything goes. Which is a fair bet. (coughs) Now, the core gameplay mechanics were still in place, allowing the characters to pick up and throw items that would either help them traverse a level, but mainly they could use them as weapons. Items were found by plucking plants from the ground that would typically produce vegetables, but on occasion you could unearth something handy like a clock that could stop time, a magic lamp that could produce a door, and, you know, sometimes you even uh, pick up a bomb and you've got to be like, ah, and you got to throw that shit away as fast as you can. Now, the lamp, as I said, produced a door that would open another world, and in that world you could find coins or even hearts to increase your health bar for that level. And the coins would be one of the few smatterings of Mario-esque elements that they incorporated into the game, along with PAL blocks, invincibility stars, and even warp zones. Now, instead of a two-player adventure like Mario, the game would only allow one player, but with a selection of characters allowing all characters from the Imogen family to be represented. So each character had their own strengths and weaknesses. Imogen Kuhn, who was the primary character of the family, making his character uh, well-rounded in strength, speed, and jump height. He was the the go-to guy. Like your average. Mm-hmm. Your average guy. He can do everything pretty Probably basic. your starter character, maybe. Obviously. Learn here. His sister, Lena, is weaker and slower than Imogen, but has an impressive floating ability to accompany her jump. Then there is the mother, simply known as Mama, uh, she's not as strong, she's not as fast, but she boasts a incredibly high jump. And finally, you have Papa, who is very fast and very strong, but cannot jump as high as everyone else. Okay. Typical that they make the man the fastest and the strongest. I know, yeah, both of the women are weaklings. Mm-hmm. But we can jump and float. Right, that's true. <laughs> I guess that's what women do. We just jump and float around everywhere. Now, the unique nature of these characters allowed for strategic gameplay, deducing how to compete, complete each level using each character's abilities. However, to truly beat the game, each character must complete the levels. So it's not just you know, playing them all and, and what. Now, if you wanted the true ending, every character had to beat every level, and that's that. Okay. Now, fortunately, this was a disk system game, and this allowed for save files. So the game boasted, you know, that option to where you didn't have to play it all in one sitting. You could play as one character, save it, come back, play as the other, save it, and there you go. Because nice. that would have yeah. been some bullshit. Right. The game... But totally expected in that time. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we just all would have been like, well, we're never beating it. Move yep. Our no, how many times we hit that game over screen, it's like, I'm not doing done. this again. Yeah, no, done. I'm done. 
the game also boasted a soundtrack courtesy of Koji Kondo, who was responsible for the music from Super Mario Brothers, so that really gave it that extra little Mario-esque element. Even though it was designed to promote the festival, the Yume Kojo Festival, it was developed as a legitimate game and honored, garnered praise. I don't know why I can't talk. It's just the early morning I guess. nonsense, I guess. It was developed as a legitimate game and garnered praise by critics as a fun game that felt like a new Super Mario Brothers game. So returning back to Nintendo of America's predicament, Nintendo of Japan saw their promotional game, Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic, as the perfect solution to this problem. The game would never become a series because they didn't own the rights to the Imogen family. But they did own the rights to the game and all the proprietary characters outside of the Imogen family. Okay. So, they could use everything else. They could just needed to get the family out of the way. And then you got a new game. So, they sent a copy of this game to Nintendo of America with a note. Asking if they just swapped out the four characters of the game to Mario, Luigi, Princess Toadstool, and Toad... Would this be satisfactory? And they replied, absolutely, this will be perfect. So Nintendo of America spared no expense in promoting the all-new Mario title and was even featured on the front cover of the premiere issue of the company's first publication, Nintendo Power. My memories of this year are fuzzy, okay? I, I was thinking about this as I was writing it down, and I had to share this. The issue of Nintendo Power released between July and August of that year, okay? <clears throat> I have a vague recollection of removing that magazine from my mailbox, but having no idea why the hell we were getting this. It was just like a, a treat. Like, yeah, <gasps> like, what's this? What, a right? video game magazine? What is this? Oh my God. And you got to think about that. For children, when video games were fairly new, this yeah. was just like... A, a Christmas present in your mailbox. Yeah, we didn't like, have all the info bombarding us when we wanted to know it. You know? Right, yeah. and they were, and this whole game magazine was dedicated to telling you how to play a game, to showing you tips and tricks and secrets and all that stuff. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe all the things I'm going to be able to do with all these games. Can't, yep. Just so excited. And you know, me and my brother were excited. We were looking at it. Had Mario and Wart. You know, they're all in the claymation style or whatever. Made by Will Vinton, mind you. I thought that was kind of interesting. The guy that did the California Raisins. Oh. Um, it seemed the first issue was a uh, was free. I did some research. It was free to all Nintendo Fun Club members. Now, again, I don't remember signing up for this. <laughs> Your parents might have. But that said, we did have a copy of The Legend of Zelda, the gold cartridge, mm-hmm. which I think that's the only one they ever produced. And there was a warranty card inside that you could send in, and then you would become a member of the Fun Club. So, I'm under the assumption my brother did that. Because, okay. personally, I don't see my mom doing it. My dad, absolutely not. Not at that time. Yeah. He was always like, get off the damn game! And I was like, okay, dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I'm, I'm under the assumption my brother took care of that, and that's why we got it. Now, furthermore, I truly feel like, and keep this in mind, okay... So, saying that, uh, July, August of 1988, I don't remember having any idea that this game existed until 
my mother brought home a copy from the video store. Like, I don't remember ever seeing anything about this game. At all. Yeah. And again, my memory could be fuzzy because it's years ago. Yeah, it's been a while now. And I, I genuinely feel like this was something she did for my birthday looking back on it. Because whatever it was about that day, I had these recollections that it was some, there was something special in the air. So maybe I was thinking, you know, it's my ninth birthday. I'm, I'm just, I'm having a good day. Mm-hmm. And then my mom brings this game home. Because the game released on October 10th of 1988. Now you're thinking, well, your birthday is the ninth. That doesn't add up. I I feel that my mom, she was such good friends. My parents were such good friends with the guy who owned the local video store that she might have gotten it early, a day early Ooh, from funny. him before he put it on the shelf. And I got to play it early as an early birthday present for me because I didn't know anything about like when games were coming out. I was just like, it's a new game. Right, right. You know, I'm freaking out. You went out. to the store, you looked around, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just, I have this, it, it could be absolutely wrong. This is, as I recall it, see, I'm right? telling you one right now. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I don't remember seeing that issue before playing the game, but that doesn't add up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm so confused at the this a string of events but whatever it's just i mean that sounds totally possible they weren't probably as strict as they are now with the releasing of it if it was some mom and pop oh story, yeah it like, whatever, absolutely you know, was already got it yeah yeah so, like yeah i mean we actually got to run the video store like sometimes like mom would work on the weekends there just to kind of help out and i would be in the back and i'd just be looking through all the movies going i sure. just love this you know yeah, this yeah. everything um Anyway, while converting one game to another may seem strange, Nintendo had done this before. There was an old prototype of Popeye that turned into what we all know as Donkey Kong, and Donkey Kong was then reconceived into Donkey Kong Jr., so it wasn't unheard of. Yeah. Just maybe not on this scale with such a popular property. The game was met with praise in North America with many critics thinking that the game was a unique approach to the formula, allowing it to stand apart from you know, on its own and on its own merits. Little did they know. (laughs) Uh, Funny enough, within the same month we got in North America, we finally got some form of a sequel to Mario. But in Japan, at the very same time, they were getting to play the next sequel in the franchise. (laughs) So we were a little behind. Well, I mean, I guess it's good to live near the source. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's one we wouldn't see for another two years, but one that took marketing to a whole nother level. And we're going to save that story for another day. Aww. <laughs> Always the, the bait at the end. Mm-hmm. So now, wait a minute. Is it the Super Mario 2 that I'm thinking of? Yes. Yes. The very, and the people very loved same. it? Yeah. Huh. People loved it. Now, I remember playing it the very first I time. I did not enjoy it. I thought it was just too different for me. I couldn't get on board with it. Which is understandable. It's understandable that, you know, some people would be kind of turned away from it. Now, when I first started playing it, I'm almost positive I had a manual. <laughs> in, like, they, they sent, it was in a case with the manual and the game. And I just said, Fah! and I just popped it in, hit like play. <laughs> yeah, I didn't read a damn thing. So, when I'm playing as Mario... And I jump on an enemy, and he continues to walk, and I'm riding him. I'm like, what is happening? 
and I was I played for probably a good hour going I don't know what I'm doing wrong I didn't know I could pick shit up even though there are only two buttons on the controller right brain did not think to push button because mm-hmm. all you could do in the others were run and jump right and you just my, walked over it we assumed we picked it up at that point you know yeah. just loop. so i was so confused i was like i don't know what i'm doing wrong and then finally i read the book and it said no you can pick shit up and i was like oh okay yeah, stay on and the then top of it. Yeah. <coughs> that helped uh, i think it was just the formula itself was just too stark of a difference for my little brain to be like mm. this doesn't seem like a sequel this doesn't seem like anything at all within yeah. it um i don't see i don't have any memories of reading through the manual and doing all that but i do remember being excited sitting down to play it and after about an hour or two going i don't get this one and i don't think i like it like it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense in my kid brain that this was supposed to be a sequel to mario sure. and then when we got to mario 3 that made more sense right and now i felt like i was playing a mario game again and so, had had that game I mean, there is a very real possibility we could have gotten that one as our part two had time just stretched a little farther and they hadn't gotten into this panic mode. So we could have seen, and that wouldn't be unheard of because we saw it with Final Fantasy. We got wrong number of Final Fantasy games over here because we only had the one and they were like, no, we're already up to like four or five. So if y'all want that, you can just turn it into two and there you go. And they're like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Interesting. Well, I mean, to each their own. Mm-hmm. You know, I just remember thoroughly not enjoying that version of the Mario games growing up on the Nintendo and three was good and I enjoyed the crap out of three and then, yeah. you know, off to other things I was at that point, like PC. Woo. Uh, but all right, well, that's our show. Don't forget, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or go to Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. Uh, you can send us an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. And you can also support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast app and even by going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. And if you just want more content, like maybe what Stephen was hinting at at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. you can go to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. And we're getting great at Discord, guys. We're we're rocking it so come help us be better and join in the tomfoolery conversations um links are in the description below Mm -hmm. uh thank you for listening i am lacia finley and i'm stephen white and you can join us again next time super mega crash siblings but until then game on This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.